Episode 24, Selling Cut and Packaged Microgreens versus Selling Microgreens Alive in the Tray. You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hey guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks a million for tuning in. I hope you're keeping well and you're doing good. The world seems to be going a little bit crazy again at the moment. Certainly here in Ireland anyway, it looks like it's kind of touch and go whether or not things are going to close down again. So I hope wherever you are, things are going well and you're staying safe. We'll try and take a little break from all of that here and on this week's episode we're going to look at the differences between selling microgreens cut and in packages or selling them still living in their trays. And by the end of the episode you're going to know which way is going to be better for you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by TrueLeafMarket.com. TrueLeafMarket stocks a vast array of really high quality and well-priced microgreen seeds and equipment. Since starting the podcast, I've been able to create a close relationship with the guys over there and I'm completely confident in recommending their microgreen seeds and equipment. They've also been generous enough to create a special offer of a 5% discount for the listeners of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. And all you have to do to avail of that is type in the code MGE5 at the checkout. The code again is MGE5. Alright, so cut and packaged microgreens versus microgreens sold living in their trays. I had to think about this one a little bit because I'm definitely biased towards cut and packaged microgreens as that's what I sell. But I want to try and be fair to both ways here. So when I was first considering growing and selling microgreens, I thought that selling them living in their trays was the only way to do it. And that was until I saw someone in a YouTube video cutting and packaging their microgreens. It might have been Curtis Stone, I'm not too sure, I can't remember. Anyway, I thought that way looked much better, so I switched my thinking to doing it that way. And I have always sold packaged microgreens since I've been in business, bar a few times when people have asked just to buy them still alive in the tray. So let's look at living microgreens first. So that's microgreens that are sold alive in the tray. A couple of the pros that I can see of selling living microgreens are it's going to take you less time in your whole process of growing and packaging. And that's because you won't be packaging. You'll just be growing in the tray and selling it. So it's going to take a lot less time. Another pro then is that there will be a lot less waste for you to get rid of. So when you're cutting and packaging microgreens, you're going to be left with the soil or the matting or whatever your growing medium that you're using, you're going to be left with that and you've to dispose of that in some kind of way. Then what you have to do after you dispose of your growing medium, you have to wash the trays. And I actually really like this element of selling living microgreens and that is then you don't actually have to wash the trays after. And you don't have to wash the trays because anyone I know selling microgreens living in the trays, they sell them in their really thin, very cheap black plastic trays that are only used once. So you don't get them back. It's possible that you could try selling them in good trays and that you could try and get them back. So you would collect them every week when they're empty after the people that you're selling them to have used all the microgreens in them. But then that's another thing to do and it's more time used and people aren't always going to be able to find the trays and some of them could then go missing too. But yeah, the pro there was not having to wash the trays after. Another pro then is that some chefs might actually want to buy them still living. 
they might want to be able to cut them themselves. I have come across a couple of chefs that actually like to cut them themselves, but they're definitely in the minority in my experience. And then I've never experienced this myself, but I've heard some stories that some chefs like to use them in a theatrical kind of way. So they'll bring out the microgreens and they'll cut them in front of you and dress your dish with them. I don't know of any chef to do this myself, but apparently it's a thing. Just to note then that if you're planning on selling microgreens living in the trays to chefs, it should be done with a sterile growing medium, some kind of matting like hemp or coconut coir or rock wool. There shouldn't be soil in a kitchen and I'm fairly sure that a health inspector wouldn't allow that. So now let's look at some of the cons of selling microgreens living in their trays. So let's look at this first con and some people actually might see this as a pro of living microgreens. And that is that when you have the microgreens living, you can just cut them whenever you want and they'll last for longer because of this. The thinking is that because they're still alive in the soil, they'd last a lot longer than if you were cut. But I don't think that's the case and I actually have first-hand experience of seeing restaurants wasting a lot of microgreens because they buy them living. So let's just say that you're a chef and you buy the microgreens living in the tray. You then take on the role as the microgreens grower. So you need to maintain them because they're still alive. You need to water them. You need to make sure that they're getting enough sunlight. Make sure that you have the right growing conditions so they don't start to rot. Because they're plants and they're still growing, they're going to need that care all the way until they're cut. And chefs already have a million things to do. They're some of the busiest people I've ever met. So looking after plants isn't an extra thing that they need to be doing. And in the cases that I've seen, they don't get looked after and once they're sold to the restaurants living, it's a very quick decline for the microgreens. So in the cases that I've seen, they don't usually last more than a couple of days without maintenance. And even if the chefs do the bare minimum to keep them alive, which would be just watering them, they're still not going to look good because the chances are they're not going to be stored in an area where they're getting sunlight. And again, they're still growing and they need that sunlight. And if they're not getting that sunlight, they're not going to keep their nice bright colour. There's actually a distributor here that sells pea shoots living in the trays to a lot of restaurants here in Ireland. And when we're out for something to eat, I can always tell the restaurants that are using that distributor. Because the pea shoots that come on top of the dishes, they're always a lot more yellow looking because they haven't been getting sunlight for a while. And they just don't look half as good as, say, a pea shoot that was harvested at the right time. And most good restaurants would recognise this. Another con for a chef then is that they actually have to take the time to cut the microgreens themselves. So that's another job for an already very busy person to do. The next con then is increased waste for the restaurant. So I mentioned this as a pro for you and I if we're selling living microgreens. But then the burden of getting rid of the waste is passed on to the restaurant. And that might be something that they're not too happy about. Businesses are always trying to reduce their waste. The next con then is the non-recyclable plastic that living microgreens are generally sold in. So it's usually the really thin black plastic that living microgreens are usually sold in. That's what I've seen anyway and that plastic can't be recycled. So that's not good for the environment. So that's kind of the pros and cons of selling microgreens live in the trays and let's take a look at selling them packaged now. And we'll start with a few of the cons first. And this first one is the opposite of the first pro of living microgreens. And that is that it takes more time. 
So obviously, because you're cutting them and you're packaging them, that's going to take you more time and it's another job to do. So it's time that'll be taken up in your microgreens business and that's something we always have to be conscious of. Another con then of cutting and packaging microgreens is that when you cut and pack them, you're going to need a fridge to store them in. So after you cut them, you're going to have to try and preserve them as best you can and keeping them cool in a fridge is the best way to do that. You could get away with not having a fridge if you're going to be delivering them fairly soon after you've cut them. But if you store them in a fridge between the time where you cut them and when you're going to deliver them, you're going to you're definitely going to increase their shelf life. The next con then of packaged microgreens is the buildup of condensation in the packages. So when you pack cut microgreens in a plastic package or a compostable package, condensation eventually builds up inside it and the microgreens that touch it, they'll start to go bad a little bit quicker than the rest of them. That's actually a pretty annoying one and I've tried a couple of different things like putting paper in the bottom of the packages to try and stop it and a couple of other things but I haven't had much success with it. I think if I could figure that one out, it would prolong their shelf life even further. If any of you have come up with a good solution to that, I'd love it if you let me know. It'd be great to hear. So they are the cons of packaged microgreens. And let's take a look at some of the pros now. The first one is that we're going to be able to sell our microgreens in more avenues. We're going to be able to put them on the shelves of a grocery store. You couldn't do that with live microgreens. It's also easier then to sell them in smaller quantities. So by cutting the microgreens and putting them into smaller packs, you'll be able to sell maybe one small pack for say $5 for example, as opposed to try having to get someone to buy the whole tray for say $30. So there's a lower cost of entry there for a customer. Now I suppose you could go down the route of selling little small pots growing of growing microgreens, but then that's not really something that you're going to be able to put into a grocery store, into a fridge with other food. Then with cut and packaged microgreens, you're going to be able to market them a bit easier because you're going to be able to put a nice label on a package that makes your product look even better and it will display your brand on it. From a chef's perspective then, it's more convenient from them. That's what I've heard from the chefs that I deal with anyway. They're able to store them in the fridge, in the kitchen, and they can take them out and use them as they need them. The shelf life then is going to be longer because they last for at least 10 days if they're kept in the fridge. Other varieties are going to last a bit longer, just say like pea shoots. I don't know if pea shoots ever go bad, they seem to be invincible. And then there is a couple of other varieties that then will probably start to go bad a little bit sooner than 10 days. But you can probably use 10 days as an average. Another pro for a chef then is that they're harvested at just the right time for them. If they're living, the leaves are going to get bigger and bigger as the plants grow, as long as they're taken care of. And some of the chefs that I deliver to, they don't really like big leaves. They like their microgreens to be nice and delicate. And if they're let grow on too long, it's just not the way they want them. And then also, some microgreens can get a little bit of a bitter flavour when they're let grow too long. Sunflower would be an example of that it it gets a little bit bitter when the true leaves start to come out on it and then another thing if they're let grow on too long the cotyledon leaves will start to lose their color because the power in the plant then starts going into the development of the true leaves so when they're harvested at the right time they're stopped growing and they're preserved in their perfect state we can say for about 10 days in a package in a fridge then lastly it can be a more environmentally friendly way to cut and package microgreens If we're doing it this way, the trays we're growing in are going to be washed and reused by us. 
And then with the packages that we sell the microgreens in, we have options to use compostable packaging or recyclable plastic or recyclable paper I've seen people using now actually. So it can be a better way for the environment too. I hope that gives you an insight into the best way that you can package your microgreens for sale. Personally, I'm in the cutting packaged corner. If you've got any views I might have left out here, either for or against either way I talked about, please let me know. So that is it for this week. Thanks a million for listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate it. And keep going and keep growing your microgreens business. It's difficult times we're in, but we have to keep going. If you are interested in starting a microgreens business and you're wondering what the first steps are in doing that, I have a free ebook for you. It's a beginner's guide to starting a microgreens business and it goes through all the steps that you need to take from ordering your supplies all the way to making your first sale. And you can get that ebook at microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash ebook. And you'll be able to find a link for that in the show notes as well. If you did enjoy the episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review on your podcast provider. If you could leave one on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. I read them all. I really appreciate them. So thanks in advance for doing that. So that is it. Thanks a million again for listening. Hope you have a great week and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.